This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. It's everything that an athlete needs or wants for all those aches and pains that you got. They have rub-ons, roll-ons, anything you need or want. That's CBD infused. No THC. You will not get high, so do not worry about that. So go visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. And if you're a nerd that likes to collect shit, and obviously now times are rough, you can't go outside, but... You could visit firstroll.ca if you're into comic books, signed collectibles, wrestling memorabilia, sporting stuff. I guess stuff, yeah. Sporting stuff's good. Fucking guys, I tried. I tried so hard. I was almost there. But okay, let's continue. Go to firstroll.ca. They have everything a nerd needs or wants. Signed collectibles, signed everything from sports to comic books to wrestling memorabilia. They are first row collectibles. They are based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And if you go to firstworld.ca, like I mentioned, use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll receive 20% off. They ship within North America. Everything you see there is in Canadian funds, and they update daily. And if you want to support me directly, please go to tpublic.com. Scroll down on your device. Click on the embedded link that's right there for you. It takes you right to my page. I got everything from T-shirts to hoodies to pillows to phone cases to anything you need or want. Maybe dildos coming soon just for these two jerk-offs on today because I know they want it. Again, click on the link, buy something nice. And if you're too cheap, and again, I know times are rough and you don't want to spend any money, the easiest thing you could do to support the podcast is to rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, but most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So obviously, as you could tell, I tried to get through the reads, but when I can't get through the reads, it's because I usually have the bumbling idiots from across the pond, Max and Jesse from Gato 5. Bumbling's a bit harsh, but like, you know when you're not allowed to make noise and like all you want to do, I feel like I'm back at school when you're reading your sponsors, because like, I want to just just get really giggling, just get really giggling. Well, you guys could interrupt whenever you want, it makes for good podcasting, obviously, right? We respect your sponsorship, man, we respect it. 
Well, at least somebody does. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Yes, Hi, what's going on? Idiots. What's up from virtual land since we're all quarantined, even though we wouldn't be doing this in person anyway, so this kind of feels normal for us, right? It is nice to talk to another human being. That's I'm true. Gonna admit. That is true, because you probably, you know what, other than, I've only had one, no, two video chats with other people, other than going to work, you guys are the only two guys I've been talking to, like, honestly. like Amazing. We're like, we're like 50% of the people you've spoken to. That's it, exactly. It's either because people are too old or too stupid to use technology. So They are That's all. And, and the virus is um, getting rid of them. So um, it's all looking good. <laughs> I didn't even know how to respond to that. No matter what I say, I'm going to sound like an asshole. So we'll just move on after that. <laughs> so what's up with you guys? What's going on? How's the new format going with you guys over at Gato 5? How's everything? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we just released a new episode on... Fuck. On uh, fucking? Top 5 True Crime oh. Documentaries on Netflix. I thought it was on fucking. And that, that, that's done really well. Oh, good. Nice. It's done really well. It turns out people fucking love true crime. Who knew? Who knew all these successful podcasts on murderers and serial killers? They had something. Yeah. No, it's true. I, I, I had the pleasure of listening to it already because I always like to listen to you guys before we go on because obviously I like to support and... I agree. I don't want to spoil anything, but obviously everyone knows the thing that everyone's talking about is Tiger King, and oh my fucking god. I couldn't stop watching. I literally watched it in two sittings. That's how, how good it was. So good. It's it's literally like, it's that, Disney Plus, and Animal Crossing, right? And the oh. three, they have planned coronavirus together, because they couldn't have been released <laughs> at a better time. For us to just be home, watching this shit, or playing this shit, it's beautiful. But yes. The thing with Tiger King, it's like apparently it's the longest running number one spot on Netflix oh, really? ever in its history. Oh fuck! Because it's just insane, and you're right, Jesse. They planned it at the most perfect time, and it's like, it's almost like Beatlemania, but like Meth Tiger Mania. Right. Because everyone's talking about it. Like every single person I speak spoke to is loving this shit. No, Do you so know who's true. to blame for coronavirus? Oh, God. I'm a, I'm... Carol fucking Baskin. Okay, that, that, that I agree with. That old bash all day long. She's fucking, she's a bumbling it. She's, no, she's batshit crazy. She's fucking one of a kind. Holy fuck. Uh, so if you want to hear more about Tiger King, we do a whole episode on it, basically. Yeah, come listen to us. But we get to come here and talk about wrestling, which is yes. like... That's something we used to do, but we still get to do it with you, which is awesome. Well, before we get into it, one last Tiger King thing. Do you know that they're dropping a, a new episode sometime this week? Did you hear about this? Yes. Okay. I heard rumors, yeah. I'm as of this that. recording, so when this is out, <laughs> I know, like, as if, ooh, I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, um, yeah. it's I think it's, if, if I'm not mistaken, if I am mistaken, then obviously I'm going to sound like an idiot because it's going to drop by the time this episode comes out, but... I think it's them visiting Joe Exotic's in jail and then he has something to say or something. So I, I hope it's that because everyone needs more Joe Exotic in their life. I would be oh, happy if it was just 40 minutes of his music videos. <laughs> I'm so, that would be awesome. This right? Is, yeah. I, we need it. No, what we need. You know when Johnny Cash went to the like prisons and did um, gigs? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. We need a Joe Exotic gig in his prison. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be fucking amazing. That would be I'd amazing. I'd be so into that. Bring his husband. Bring his ex-husband. Have a fight in Jello or something. I don't know. <laughs> a fight in Jello. Let's <laughs> book this shit. Oh, sh- it's true. Nothing else is going on. It'll sell out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Well, I'm excited for that, and um, I've lived cool. with his music isn't on Spotify. I've literally been like looking for his albums, and right. they're either unavailable or at an extortionate price because it's obviously the crazy thing to purchase them at the moment. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if everyone else knows, but spoiler alert: it's not him, though. It's it's a Milli Vanilli thing, right? So you know what I mean? It's yeah, I I know that breaks my heart a bit, <laughs> but the but the tunes are still pretty banging. Like when you hear yeah, them. Man. It's true, because that was the first thing. When me and my wife were watching it, we looked at each other, we're like, what the fuck is going on here? This man could sing. <laughs> oh, man, the Baskins disc piece is obviously the of best. Of course it is. Oh, my God. And now, okay, I don't know. I don't think you guys mentioned it, but who are your favorite characters? And then we'll go into wrestling. Who was your favorite absolute? Minus Joe Exotic, obviously. If you, don't, if you can't pick him, who's your favorite out of the bunch? Uh, I like the kind of zoo helpers. I like the the long hair guy who got the job by just applying on Craigslist. <laughs> right, <laughs> but like he absolutely fucking loves the animals. That dude is probably my favorite. Or like the leg dude, one of them. Okay. I was a big fan of leg dude. I liked um, the guy with the long blonde hair because he seemed like the only dude who genuinely yeah loved him. the animals. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, right. So he was lovely. But I've got a soft spot for Doc, man. I mean, like. He's the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you always align yourself with he's, the perverts? I'm aligning myself with the powerful. He's, um, he basically started the zoo to get shitloads of pussy, and he succeeded yep. in every sense of the word. He did, and, yeah. and he's got his little soul patch to retain the pussy juice. Like it's. <laughs> so what do you think he's of my beard then? What the fuck do I keep in this beard then? <laughs> I, I got I got pussy soup up in the beard. <laughs> but yeah, I liked him. He was a nice dude. And I don't know if you heard on our show, but before we watched The Tiger King, I'd found a clip on YouTube that coincidentally yes. was in Doc's sanctuary thing right. where one of his chimps made best friends with a dog. And it's lovely. So based on that, I like Doc. <laughs> wow. Perfect. I think you forget sometimes we're on a recorded medium every single time we do this. <laughs> once, I've, once I've said it, it can never go away, can it? No. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Never goes away. Shit. Well, my favorite was the one-armed chick. She's a fucking badass. She, yeah, right. Badass. She, yeah. Oh, I my think, God. To go back to I work, see. literally, the day after she gets out of the hunt or the day of and just right back in there, no fear, dealing with the tigers and everything. I was like, wow, this chick is hardcore, man. <laughs> Dude, I lost a toenail once and took four days off work. Like, <laughs> like this chick, yeah, loses an arm and she's back in about the same amount of time. Like, right? Fair play. Oh, fuck. Well, I guess to lead into wrestling, do you guys know that Joe Exotic used to commentate independent wrestling here in the States? Yes. Yes, and he used to book and he used to book shows at his um, zoo as well, yes. um, including one where Jinder Mahal wrestled, which is pretty cool. Yes, I saw that picture online. Uh, apparently, a bunch of wrestlers have been posting pics of him online. I was like, "What the fuck is going?" Now this has gone full circle for me. It's crazy, but obviously he's a wrestling fan. Like as soon as you get told <laughs> that, it's like he's of course he fucking is. Yeah, it really makes you question your own fandom when you find out that it's like, yeah, that's, yeah right. that's the level I aspire to. <laughs> Uh, that is true. Well, I guess with that, let's talk about WrestleMania, guys. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how weird this WrestleMania was, first of all. Okay, well, let's so talk about the build-up. It did not feel like it was WrestleMania. There was Obviously, they tried their best with what they had given to them to lead up into the show, but with all the dropouts, with all the reconfiguration of matches and shit, I guess 
in a nutshell, we're, well, I bet, I'm sure we're all on the same boat. They did the best they could with what they were given. But at the same oh, yeah. time, it just did not feel like WrestleMania at all. Like, it just felt like a, it's a show on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Whenever they went, um, oh, they've won at WrestleMania or this is their crowning WrestleMania moment. I was just like, mm. oh, yeah, that's, that's why we're here. I, I kind of <laughs> forgot about that. Right. I found the whole, like, um, it's really weird, isn't it? Because we're all, like, WWE fans and we all watch, obviously. That's why we're here. Of course. But we... we we all kind of love it when it's shit, right? Like, when the company fuck up or when they do something bad, we love nothing better than just going, yeah, fucking, we always knew WWE was shit, it's terrible. Right. And I sort of felt like that with this. It was quite funny watching, like, them try and sort out a shit show. But, like, the two people, I felt sorry for Edge and I felt sorry for Drew McIntyre because those uh... two deserved a proper WrestleMania this year. Um, but everyone else I just laughed at, really. <laughs> You know what that is true. I, I feel more for Drew because Edge already has been there and I know it's his big comeback, but I'm sure if he's if he only has a few matches a year, he'll be able to come back next WrestleMania anyways. But for Drew to get that first title shot and it's already circulating online, him seeing it from his house and being with his family while he's winning his first world heavyweight champ well, major world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania, but spending it with his kids and not being there live, like how how crazy like what like you know what I mean? Like on, on on the one hand, you get to spend it with the family and the ones you care about, and you get to see it and you get to react. But on the other hand, you don't get that feel from the crowd popping and the goosebumps. You know what I mean? So it's it's almost like a give and take situation, right? I never really thought about that that he'd be because obviously it was all pre-taped that he was watching it where he wanted to watch it. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is kind of a nice moment, really. And when you could see him when he was celebrating, he was like, you know. It doesn't matter that people aren't here. This is of for course. everyone. It, it still meant exactly the same. If I won the WWE Championship in a broom closet, I'd be <laughs> fucking ecstatic. <laughs> oh, that is true. It could be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, okay. Without ruining everything else, let's do this. Let's do three each. Let's do, sorry, one each, and then we'll do the top two, because obviously everyone knows what the top two matches are. So I don't know who wants to go first, Max or Jesse. You guys Jesse. decide, and then we'll go from there. Okay, um, alright, fuck it, I'll go first. Um, uh, I don't, I, let's think about what I'm going to do. You could always tighten this up while I have a little think in post, um, Steve, because you're a very you clever man. The ball, mate. <laughs> I don't um, do posts. So I'm going to say, some of them might not be quite very popular, right? Okay. Um, and it's just I, just, I just found it quite interesting. Sure. I know that, like, everyone hates Brock Lesnar except me. Like, I fucking love Brock Lesnar, I always have. And it really interested me that um, his intensity um, is still there when there's no crowd there. Mm. Like, when the match started with Drew, like, it was just popping those Germans, you know, standard Brock, <laughs> just, like, throwing people around like a bitch. Right. But, it, but even without a crowd, it was really interesting to see that I still, personally, as someone who enjoys watching Brock Lesnar, mm. I still sort of got the same feeling I get. Like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. This feels real now. Yeah. And it was really cool that that worked in that small place with no one there. So I that goes to show that Brock, everyone disses Brock for like, you know, barely turning up, being on a big, um, big money, phoning it in. I don't think he does. I think he's fucking talented. I think he's good at what he does. Mm. And this kind of proved it more for me. Opinions. I don't think... I don't think... <laughs> I don't think he kind of... <laughs> That was it anymore. I think when he first came, because he's been with the WWE now for like eight years, 
It's ridiculous amount of time that he's actually been back with WWE now. Really? Um, I don't think he really phones it in anymore. I think he's quite defensive of of it all. Um, Mm -hmm. But he definitely did when he started. And and you're right, if he likes someone, he properly puts them over. A nice little touch I liked in that match is after the third Claymore, Brock laid in the ring for a really long time. He didn't move. He didn't just roll out, walk to the back with Heyman. He properly sold yeah. that shit. And he stayed there yeah. until they went off air. And I was going to mention that too. He was there uh, down and all. You see Drew with the with the title over his head. And then after the, the sign comes up, WWE at the bottom. And then they fade to black and Brock's still on the floor. Yeah, I, I, I like that little tidbit too. I heard he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Safer. <laughs> Probably. He's in isolation in the middle of the ring of the PC. Um <laughs> But no, you're right. He was selling it like it reminded me of. Um, um, have you seen Billy Madison, Steve? Of course. Come on. Um, do you remember? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, do you remember um, at, after um, Billy Madison passes the first grade at his first yeah. party for passing the grade? Okay. Um, the clown. The clown is there on stilts, and the clown falls off, and he's just lying there with blood trickling out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar's selling reminded me of that clown. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna come back in like six months and be like, "I'm raging." Yeah, hey, oops, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh you man! Well know it, Brock. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <coughs> oh, love your analogies, man. <laughs> <laughs> really paints a picture, doesn't it? Oh, he sure does. But yeah, no. Even the match, I think it was built perfect. Again, for what it needed to be. Same thing. I don't know if Max, you're gonna touch on this because I'm really not. But the other championship match with. Braun finally winning the title too. I think it was perfect. It was just what you needed. You don't need these guys tying up and doing moves and then looking tired and not doing, you know, just in and out, in and out. That's it. Boom, bang, whatever. That's all you could do with big guys nowadays, especially if yeah. one of them is past their prime, so to speak, right? Yeah, they're big boys slapping meat. No one wants to see a technical classic. We want right. big moves very quickly. Um, I think Drew and Brock delivered that a lot better than Braun and Goldberg did because... Goldberg did a spear and then just went, that didn't work? Now what do I do? And that just annoys me to no end. But, uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like Drew did a great great kind of job, and I love that Claymore kick. I never get nice. tired of seeing a Claymore kick. It's nice. The, per- the perfection that he hits on that, so good. I know, it reminds me of when Shawn Michaels started doing the sweet chin music for the first time. Because, again, mm-hmm. it's something that... And now, watch, the Claymore is going to end up being the new uh, super kick in, in about five or six years. Watch. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to be doing that. Yeah, for sure. The minute they learn how to make it look good, for sure. No, most definitely. So, no, that's a good start off. Yeah, if that, yeah, not bad at all. Brock is a good one. You can never go wrong with Brock. No, I completely agree. Perfect. Max, what's your outstanding moment of WrestleMania weekend? I mean, do we even have to ask me? We could just, like, dump oh, me in. What a, don't tell me you're going to go with Edge. So, my favorite moment was Edge <laughs> oh. and Randy Orton and the last man standing <laughs> Steve, it was the only reason I was watching. It's the only reason I gave a shit. Okay, I'll let you talk, and then I'll ask you some questions. Go ahead. Okay, I'll <laughs> put you on mute when you talk. Um, so, I don't, you know, everyone who's listened to our podcast or even listened to me on this one knows how much I bang on about Edge and how fantastic he is and all of this shit. He's been my favorite wrestler since I was a kid. He's the whole reason I got into wrestling. The man retired nine years ago, and my hopes and dreams died along with it. So now... He's back, and he's, like, wrestling properly, full-time. And it looks that, beautiful. looks gorgeous. <laughs> My God, I don't know what they put in the water in Toronto, but well done. <laughs> and it's just fantastic to kind of... <laughs> 
Sorry, Steve, I forgot he lives outside of Toronto. Anyway. Actually, he, he lives by the island. I think, he, actually, last time I was in Nova Scotia, I don't know if he's, they're still out there or not, but that's where he used to live. Hey, I watched his WWE 24 documentary, and okay. his house is fucking insane. He, yep. I, would, I would, wouldn't would do anything by, if I was him. Quarantine is a piece of piss for Edge. Right. <laughs> the WWE 24 was fantastic as well, to kind of tell that story beforehand i think it's what i don't know if i'm biased or not but it's probably the best 24 they've ever produced oh, yeah really? you're biased i think you yeah, are okay. biased <laughs> cool thanks guys um so to see him back at the rumble was incredible and to have this program yes. with randy is everything that i kind of wanted he's the perfect partner yeah yes it would have been fantastic in front of a live crowd apparently ultra bridge was going to play live there was going to be oh. pyro the crowds were going to go fucking mental right but yeah. You know, it, it is what it is, and it was still cool to see him back. Um, I think there were issues with the last man standing match. It was a lovely tour of the performance center. Really enjoyed seeing it all. Um, yep. But the fact that we were doing nine and ten counts within the first couple of moves was a bit of a stretch, you know. Yeah. Build a last man standing match, you know, start counting three and then get up four, you know, that kind of style. thought they did some cool stuff. I like that Edge said, uh, I'm not going to do any crazy shit anymore. And he jumped off like four things. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's not crazy. That's um, normal. I, li- I liked Randy's um, RKO when he first came in, dressed as the cameraman. Yes, that was that was good. Another one. That was Great. good. And I thought Edge's selling was just like on point. Of course, you can tell he's proper. He's proper actor boy now, isn't he? <laughs> the tears in the eyes at the end, and then the concerto. Yeah, was right there with him, man. Was right there with him. <laughs> it was brilliant, and he basically made out with Randy after the match, didn't he? Yeah, loved that it. Right. <laughs> but I, I know it wasn't the most perfect match and it is the second longest match behind Brett and Sean at Wrestlemania in history is it really? it wow. is that's crazy I didn't know that 37 minutes or something yeah but for me there. Wow. to see Edge for 37 minutes after 9 years perfection well I tend to disagree my friend oh what a shocker <laughs> and this is coming from a Torontonian so betraying your country. You never turn on your own. No, you always turn over here. That, that's what Toronto's built on: backstabbing. Mm. I watched <laughs> "Don't Fuck with Cats." We talked about that in the our true crime episode. Yeah, and he was from Toronto, I think. So you're all psychos. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is what it is. What can you say? <laughs> Didn't get that shit in BC, Steve. Well, that's because these guys got that BC bud. That's the problem. That's true. <laughs> 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 so obviously my major gripe is 36 minutes with no audience even though it was backstage and technically even if there was a crowd there wouldn't have been a crowd but i don't know like there's only so much weights i could take there's only so much cars i could take that whole sequence at the end like it should have ended when they first got on the roof of the tractor trailer like as soon as they got out there it should have been over no he comes down he comes back up no he fell down this this and that and then I think it was just stretched. Like, it's like you said, they wanted to do something for Edge special because he's been around for nine years. And it's almost as if this is the only match they really didn't tinker with. And they're like, this is what we want to plan from the beginning. We're going to go through with it. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck how it comes out. But again, hats off to both Edge and Orton for pulling it off still. But again, and what it should have been, it I, I don't know. I think it should have been quicker. Something should have happened. Maybe they shouldn't even have left a weight room. Maybe something there, like someone drops a whole weight thing on another, and then that's it. Like something like that, and then and then they could have had their proper match down the line. Like you know what I mean? Because now it's sort of over, right? So now Edge is going to move on to whatever next feud he's going to do, 
And it's like, no, I wanted to see a proper Edge and Orton end to this shit, right? But you want to see the old old school two or three different pay per views leads to a Hell in a Cell type exactly. of deal. Exactly, and then at the yeah, end that, they hug, jerk each other off, and then they move on, right? That's that's all we need. That's all we need. Jesse made a good point when we were watching it. Um, when you said it's like when you play SmackDown, shut your mouth, or any of the old PlayStation Two games. That's exactly when you just what I was thinking. Doing crazy shit everywhere. Yes. Because and there was even times too. I don't know if you guys noticed this, where maybe because it was obviously everything was pre-taped and whatever. But there was times where I don't know if they did that take over and over again. But there was times where you could tell it was so predetermined already. Even though, like, I don't know, it felt like you were watching a video game. Like you could tell, okay, they're thinking about this now. They did it. Like I don't know if that makes sense. So th- that's yeah, why yeah. it seemed like at some point, especially in the weight room, it was like everything was even the way they were pushing stuff it was like, oh, okay, he pushed a button. Now he locked up. And now he's pushing it, and then he let go, and then he went back. Like, you know what I mean? It was almost like sort of slow motion, not really. Yeah, totally. And um, I've been playing shitloads of PS2 wrestling games since WrestleMania, so I reckon there's some sort of subliminal thing that Edge and Randy did to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck you both. I'm not letting you take away my moment. It was beautiful (laughs) for me. No, I thought it was good, and I I find it really interesting that... um, it's the longest match apart from the 60 minute Iron Man match in Mania history because that is such a Triple H thing to do uh-huh. right Triple H always has the longest match at every fucking Mania he's in because he can and so he obviously wasn't wrestling at this one but who gets right. the longest match protege Randy Orton instead <laughs> Makes teach sense. them best yeah makes sense and I was waiting also for a little cameo from Christian but that never ended up happening either so that would have been I feel so bad for Christian man they don't give a shit about the fact that he retired and just went away do they I know I don't go on record you can kind of hear how salty Christian is and he doesn't give a shit does he like Edge have you seen it Steve the the Edge 24 no I haven't okay well there's a bit where um, Edge basically finds a cardboard box that his mum had kept full of him and Christian's like doodles when they were at school drawing themselves as wrestlers and shit like that which is really cool and like really touching so he sits Christian down and like Edge is almost crying sort of going look at all this awesome stuff I found and Christian is just like no selling the whole fucking thing and he's like yeah yeah, it's great. <laughs> just wants to He's such up. an asshole. He reminds me so it. much of you. He just he just does stuff to wind people up. Yes. Like there's the bit where he comes back after the Royal Rumble, after the match, and everyone's like, Well done, Ed, you looked incredible, that was great. And Christian just goes, Yeah, could have done better. <laughs> and that's just so Jesse as a person. Someone's gotta keep people grounded. Exactly. We need those people, and that's why I'll go on record to say that I like Christian more than Edge. Yes, nice. I'm with you. I'm a peep. There you go. Especially his run in TNA. That's when you started to blossom because the restraints were off and you could see his true color and he wasn't in Edge of Shadow. You know what I mean? And that run with the NWA world title, that was ooh classic classic Christian. Christian Cage, baby. That's it. I'm so, I'm so done with this shit. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> All right. And I, did also, and I did, just before we move on, I did sure. like, because we oh. obviously know how close Edge was with him, so right. the um, the homage of being strangled with a weight machine to his dear friend Chris Benoit was very touching. <laughs> you just had to squeeze in a Benoit reference, didn't you? <laughs> Wait, apt one as well, why don't you? So that's your best one in a while. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's the only reason we swapped up our style on our podcast, so he'd stop mentioning Benoit. Oh, man, like, when I heard we were doing true crime, I was like, Benoit, but then you said Netflix, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, but you still could have brought up Benoit. You could have said that maybe Netflix should do a, 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 well, no, actually, because, uh, 
what's the dark side of the ring just did one on yeah on ben Wazza. Wazza. so i was like maybe netflix could do one but no i guess not too late <laughs> anyway got beaten to it oh well um what's your one steve well i was going Please. back and forth <laughs> i was going back and forth between okay you know what let's just go with this as a whole the women surprised me a lot. I'll go with the women's matches because I think yeah. the the five way el- elimination match wasn't high rate wrestling, but it was good storytelling, and I liked what the women did. Right, so to me that was decent, and they actually did something all right. And then uh, I, the Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, and another decent match it was good storytelling. A lot of grunting in this match. So if you're into women grunting, watch this match. <laughs> Right, is it me and Max? Like, we just here ready to talk now. We, we're ready to go. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had, we hadn't spoken to each other all day, and um, like we both started watching Mania about the same time. Okay, and then yeah. We just get a message from Max that was saying, "A lot of grunting in this match. <laughs> I'm digging it." And um, I, I agreed, and yeah, I felt tingles in places. But saying that, like, I feel like the women did the best job in terms of the grunting and the noises and stuff. Cause yes. like Asuka, Kairi Sane, Oh, another Charlotte great match. Rue, it just made it like, yes. I didn't care that there wasn't a crowd because it sounded like murder was happening in the ring. No, it's true. And that, that was the other thing. Like that, I don't know why maybe the women are better actresses than the men are actors. I don't know what it is, or maybe they're able to portray. Well, it's, it's even like in tennis. You don't hear the men grunting. You hear the women grunting, right? So, <laughs> So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But yeah, you touched on it. Even the tag match, this new Asuka of her dancing. And have you seen her Instagram feed when she was DJing and then the dancing and then she has the turntables in front? Oh my God. You got to go look at her Instagram feed. Please do it right now. I need to see another Asuka. Oh, oh, I don't know where she came up with this, but this is amazing. And that match was actually decent too. And again, everyone knows I love tag team wrestling. So that was great. A lot of titles changing hands too during this WrestleMania. You notice that? Yeah, I was surprised about that as well. Did any so Sammy retained the Intercontinental? That was a good yes. match, actually. Um, yeah, that Sammy, was decent. Uh, and Daniel Bryan. Um, that was it, wasn't it? Did every other technically? Time? Oh no, Bailey and, Bailey and Morrison and Miz. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And actually, how about that? What the fuck? When did they turn into a singles triple threat? I thought it was a tag team triple threat. So Miz. So this all kicked off like everyone leaving. So Miz got okay. sick oh, and still right. showed up to work. Um, which is when Roman went, fuck this, I'm not working because, right. okay. you know, leukemia, bro. Of course. So he left, and then Miz wasn't allowed to compete, so they were like, well, we can't let the other two compete, so they turned into a triple threat ladder match, which I thought was one of my fan- favorites. It wasn't bad. It was a good match. It was a good Finish match. was solid. And now that, I hate to say, now that Morrison and Kofi were in at the same time, I think Morrison's better than Kofi. Because you, you forget what Morrison was able to do, right? And now you see, and just the shit he was pulling off, it's like, my God, what the fuck? Yeah, the only thing that made me sad about that match is that should have been in front of a crowd. The spots yeah. that they were pulling off is yes. nothing I've seen in a ladder match before. Yes. And the crowd would have eaten that up. No, well, even the finish too. That was pretty unique, where they're all holding, and then Morrison falls on his back, and he's holding both belts, right? And then the other guys are looking at each yeah. other. That was a great, fi- and that was the other thing. Maybe because they had time and they could edit, maybe they were able to cut it together better. But everything, all the endings, there was a meaning to every match's ending. Not like other WrestleManias. Sometimes was just like, oh, okay, or some run-ins. That was the other thing. I actually enjoyed. Not that many run-ins during this WrestleMania. No special attractions, no people eating up time. Entrances nice and short, right to the point. Three hours each yeah. night, or three and a half the second night, but that's because of Edge, because he took too long. But anyways, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, it flowed very good. Like I really enjoyed this. And now everyone's saying that it should be two nights, and it's like, well, it won't be the same because you're going to still have the spectacle of people coming to the ring. It's going to run long. I don't want five hours one night on Saturday and five hours on the other. I I would rather just keep it six hours on one night, and that's it. At least in my opinion. I I might disagree with that because um, the only because in recent years with WrestleMania being like six seven fucking hours long, right? Um, the crowd get burnt out towards the end, man. So what's supposed to be the main event That's as a dead true. crowd? Because everyone's just completely wiped out. Whereas if you sense. did it two nights, like three to four hours a night, you'd potentially have two hot as fuck crowds um, over the, and make a whole weekend of it. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but that's the thing. If they keep it to three to four hours tops, you know they won't. They're going to they're gonna potentially do six hours each night for sure. Well, that would be, yeah, that would be awful if they, but if they did split it down the middle like they did this year, it, I think it would be perfect. Pay-per-views used to be, me and Max watched um, WrestleMania 21 the other day together, yeah. just as a little trip down memory lane. There you go. It was what, like th- three hours, Max? Three and a half hours? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, three hours, 40, I think it maxed out at. Nice. Fucking, um, fucking perfect. It was just like perfect. We did length. it in an evening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, if they do that, it's and then you could even move NXT to Friday night and do that, and then you have the three nights still going strong, and that's it. Yeah, well, yeah, again, if they keep it short, but yeah, the flow yeah. Of, flow of everything was great. The women were great. Even uh, was and I I was very surprised that Becky ended up winning and retaining because I again the build up that that was my least favorite match of the weekend. Really, really, I, I really thought it was good. Like, me too. I've, it was that, one of the best singles matches. I think it was because it was like the third screwy finish in a row where it's like before that Elias rolled him up and got the tights. I think before that that, oh. that was a screwy finish. And then Becky and Shayna after all of this build, like I, I get why they did it to keep Shayna strong, but from watching NXT, that's the third time she's been caught by the exact same finish. Oh, really? Where they just kind of like roll over, pin her quickly, and then she's like, what the hell happened? Yeah, but again, a lot of people don't watch NXT, so I wonder if they did sure. this as the homage to Brett and Owen from WrestleMania 10, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking as someone who hasn't watched any WWE television for a while, it was new to me, and I thought it was See? great. Yeah, well, exactly. And again, I don't remember her, uh, this happening to Baszler before because I have short-term memory. So for people like me too, it's fantastic. So they could do this every pay-per-view. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's original. You are the perfect WE fan, Steve. I am, aren't I? Book the same shit every week. And but plus, it's true. I am the perfect guy because w- when someone disappears, like all it takes is a week. If that person doesn't show up a week, then I'll forget and I'll never know he was ever on TV until he shows up again. I was like, oh, that's right. This guy used to wrestle here. <laughs> I've always loved that. I might even I might have said it on this show before. I can't remember, but I've always loved WWE's uh, mentality in that because, like, one hand they'll drop a feud or something and expect the audience to completely forget, like, two weeks later that this person hates this person or whatever, and now they're friends. And then they'll bring back, like, out of nowhere, like a couple of years ago, the Dudley Boys come back, right? right? And they're like, "The fucking Dudley Boys are back! How do you not remember the Dudley Boys, you idiots?" <laughs> like, yes. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what do you want us to do? <laughs> it's so true it's so true <laughs> oh i know you, you gotta love legacy even with just proper injuries i don't know why like hopefully AEW does this more because they're trying to be more sports orientated with records and stuff so why not show like an injury reserve and be like oh these guys are out until so and so so then people could look forward to actually know when they're coming back whereas like for example samoa joe he just disappeared it's like what is he dead is he this that like they don't even mention him right now and it's like well, he's one of your top guys. Well, again, for us fans, at least. I don't know what's in the system, but 
you, he's someone you want to watch on TV. So if you keep people talking about it, then he's going to be in people's minds, and then it won't be like we lost him or whatever. Like you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, and, and they and they used to as well. They used to really acknowledge injuries, and they used to post stuff on the website and be like, "So and so is out mm. for six weeks." Um, but yeah, and they used to build to returns, but now not a not a look. Right. Nothing beats a surprise return, though, right? Like, that's... That's, well, that's what was interesting in uh, in Edge's documentary, how important it was for him to have that surprise return. Of course. He's like, they announce stuff beforehand because they don't want it to be spoiled, or they want to get ratings viewing. But he was like, no, it has to be an old-school surprise. And it's one of the best reactions in years. It's yeah. true. I can't think of a pop before that. Maybe... Maybe it was him at the Royal Rumble before that when he made that surprise, or even Cena that one yeah. year, right? Other than that, oh no, sorry, the the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania when they came out. Oh yeah, yeah that was a great one. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, another yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. So and it's like you don't have to announce it. Like we we all kind of knew the Hardys were going to come back, and we there were rumors that Edge was thinking about getting back in the ring and stuff. Yeah. But you don't have to just panic and be like, oh yeah, it's true, it's true. You know, you know what was a real. Little. You know what was a really fucking good one, which is weird to think of now? Um, do you remember a few years ago, I don't know what it would have been, like 2015 or something, when Shane mm-hmm. McMahon came back? Yes. Oh, yes. That was... Holy a- shit! That, that was, was out of nowhere. At the time, yes. that was fucking awesome, wasn't it? When yes, his music was. just hit out of nowhere. With well, sure. Stefan Vince in the ring, wasn't it? That was awesome. Yeah. Especially because he was, like, done with WE. Right? Like, yeah, There was yeah. no talk or anything. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah, that was really good. You know who's next they got to bring back? Good old Linda. She's got to do that stroll down the aisle one more time. <laughs> In a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And yeah, and even looking forward, you know who the only person left to make a big pop like this, at least now until it happens again and guys get older, would be CM Punk. Other than that, you, you know what I mean? What What else is, is yeah, there as a surprise? Like, And I hope they don't fucking ruin it. I hope if he does come back... <laughs> They just, he just shows up out of nowhere and then the music plays and he's there and then no one knows nothing. I don't want him to be like, oh, CM Punk's going to show up at this to say something or whatever in this or he's going to be in his actual last match at this and so. It's like, no, no, don't build up anything. Just show up, cut a promo and that's it. I think he's old school enough that he, he probably will. But uh, you're right in, in saying that everyone is in different companies now and everyone's pretty much spread out. So whenever they tease like, oh, who's going to be the surprise partner? You get a bit excited and you go, well, really? Everyone's yes. under contract. There's no one who could be a genuine surprise anymore that could kind of show up. Or I think that's why they just announced Braun to face Goldberg because they just mm. went, well, there's no one realistically that people care about anymore. True. It's so, unless, for CM Punk. unless they do stuff yeah. like the NXT where Kushida brought in Alex Shelley for the one-time deal. Like, you know what I mean? Do sort of one-nighters like that, I guess, is pretty cool every once in a while. But other than that, yeah. yeah cool. There's really, you can't really do much because, yeah, everyone's either tied down or this or that. And yeah. The indies got bought out and everyone's taken. I know, until the next wave obviously comes up, right? So, yeah, it's true. It's so true. Take a while. Anyway, where were we? What? What do you mean? Women, women, yes. Beautiful women who could wrestle. That's what it is. Just yes. So, yes. The women did a great job. Loved it top to bottom. I don't think... I think there was more horrible men matches than there were women matches. And I could probably watch all the women matches and be like, okay, that was good. So, hats off to them. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you said about um, the tag match. Um, it, yep. it opened the whole fucking... It opened the weirdest WrestleMania of all time, right? Yes. Like, that's such a, an enviable position to be in. Like, fuck that. But they smashed it. 
But it shows the faith that they put in them, and I think they put a lot of faith in Asuka, because, like, the past couple of Raws, they put Asuka on commentary yes. just to, like, jazz it up a little bit and make noise and do stuff. And yep. the fact that they were, like, opening match of the weirdest fucking mania, let's put Asuka and team out there, because they'll deliver. So they're doing something, for sure. Perfect. Yeah, you guys got any more honorable mentions until we talk about the big two? Um, um, t- talked about the ladder match. I thought that was good. Rhea Charlotte was a favourite. Um, I, br- I briefly mentioned um, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, but I'd like. To say, I think that was a nice, solid match. Like they're two, two of my favourite WWE wrestlers are Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan right now. Like favourite current wrestlers, I think they both they did what they needed to do, and it was nice to see them both do it well. I, I love seeing Sami with a title as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. But he does need a haircut, though. Yeah, he does, but but it's supposed to annoy you. Right? I know, and that's why I love it. Yeah. He's doing his job. That's why he's so good at it. Like this whole, yeah. he almost reminds me of like a Fidel Castro esque type leader. Like you know yeah. what I mean? And because then you have obviously the, the Messiah in Seth Rollins, so he can't really be that sort of cult leader. So he's got to be something else. So he's like that militant one. And, and again, he plays it off perfectly. Love it. That's yeah, true. I get. Oh, that's another thing we should mention. Um, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. I yes. thought they put on their best match of their WE career in all honesty like yeah, I know. one of the best How matches that they've that? done in years the two of them um, Seth Rollins coming out in all white big fan and Kevin Owens dropping that elbow fuck me right that was awesome and you and you talking about um, the grunting and gurgling and stuff yeah. and that the girls Seth. made it so much better <laughs> Seth is the exception to that because he um, is a very good gurgler it turns out I think that was genuine like when Owens dropped that elbow <laughs> you just heard him going Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's actually in pain. <laughs> I miss. Do you know what I miss? I miss Seth Rollins feuding with John Cena only because I used to really enjoy Seth Rollins saying Jan like that. <laughs> 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 I thought I'd really hate the Messiah gimmick, but I've really come to like it. Yeah, me too. Good he's, he's, he's such a natural heel, Seth Rollins, isn't he? Or to, to he me, is. anyway. I no. just don't find him likable at all. So well, no, even he, him, he's got very Brandy-esque. Even him coming out yeah. in that white get-up that he came out with. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that was an homage to Shawn Michaels or if it was an homage to Jesus. I don't know what he was trying to pull off, but he pulled it off. <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Jesus are the same person. That's, well, that's, that's right. not split hairs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, before we get again into the last two. Because everyone knows this is what saved the whole weekend. What do you rate it? If what if these last two matches did not happen? What would you rate this WrestleMania if this is all we, we would get? It's so it, that's a very tricky question because it's. Do you like, rate? See, yeah, you're right. When I think of it, like, are, are we rating it just black and white, or are we taking the circumstances into account? Because I think that affects. Of course, it does. You rate. have to take the circumstances because if there was no circumstances, they would have never have done this. So it's not by choice, right? So you can't really penalize them for that. It's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. And and one thing we've learned about all of this, you know, AEW, uh, WE, they've tried their hardest, but. Wrestling without the fans is not wrestling. No. Like it, it's wrestling, but it's not the sports entertainment juggernaut that we know it as. The American style feeding off those reactions. So it was. It's interesting to see all those adaptations of it. But I, I was going through that list then, and, and I think we've talked about nearly every single match on that card. So it's it's it was pretty good. I think that night two was better than night one. Okay. I give night one without uh, the Boneyard match 6 out of 10 
But I'd give Night 2 7.5 out of 10 without the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, that's fair. I would agree with those ratings, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because... uh, I don't know. I think I like Night 1 better, honestly. (laughs) Without the Boneyard match. Because, again, it had the tag team match that started it off. It had Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch. I thought that was great. Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, another great match. The ladder match, as well, was on Night 1. Seth, Kevin Owens was Night 1, right? So... I don't know, because again, I'm not a huge Edge fan, so that really didn't tip me in my yeah, favor yeah, either, tr- right? So, and then even Braun versus Goldberg, I think, well, no, I th- Brock's, Brock versus Drew was better. So, I don't know, it was pretty decent. It was, again, it doesn't yeah, really matter. It's down the middle. Let's say, let's say exactly. 7 out of 10 for both nights. Perfect. All right. Boom. Without further ado, uh, let's start with night one since it happened first. Let's go into the Boneyard match. I don't know how you guys oh. want to start this off. The only thing I want to say is, the start of it was fucking fantastic because when it popped out of the coffin, it was The Undertaker old school coming out. And I was like, oh, I thought they were going to do badass, American badass Undertaker. He's coming back out old school? No. And then AJ pops out with that fucking smirk that you just want to slap him when he has that stupid fucking southern smirk on. It's just like, oh, you motherfucker, why are you doing that? And then all of a sudden the music hits. And then you see fucking the, the high view of... Uh, Undertaker on his bike, and I'm like, yes, the American badass is back. Sort of disappointed they couldn't get the rights to Limp Biscuit, but hey, what can you do? That's exactly what I said. Can you imagine if, like, the start of Rolling was playing? Uh, that yes! Was the, and it's amazing. Okay. Yeah, oh, man. okay, good. I need to see that. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but it's, I think, first of all, we need to acknowledge that Matt Hardy died so Undertaker could run. Like, let's let's just acknowledge how important Matt Hardy is yes. for the Boneyard match happening. Well, and yes. you, again, a lot of people have to put a lot of credit for Jeremy Borash. This is all him him doing too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people don't really put that into effect sometimes. So he he should get as much as AJ and Undertaker are getting props. He should be just up there with the two of them as well, and everyone else who produced it, obviously. Yeah, exactly. It was it was. So modern, um, are uh, are the. Oh, sorry, you um, froze and I just started talking. Carry on. <laughs> no, I reckon it's... Um, this is what modern wrestling of ridiculousness, ridiculousness should be. Back in the 80s and 90s, it was just, you know, silly characters and gimmick matches, and that got the crowd invested. Yeah. That doesn't work anymore. Hell in a Cell matches don't work. Goofy characters, they don't work. Right. This, people haven't stopped talking about this for a whole week. I know. It's this true. is what the future of gimmicky wrestling needs to be. Well, and again, I everyone say, it goes back to Matt Hardy. I, I, I disagree too. It goes even further back. It goes to Lucha Underground because they started doing this yes. sort of uh, Grimehouse or whatever they call a Grindhouse-type-esque grimy movie editing where it would low lights and you could hide shit and do other cool stuff and edit it properly and show different angles and shit and it People feels like you're watching a movie. They come back exactly so to me and i'm a huge lucha underground fan so i was hook line and as soon as i saw what they were doing i was like yes i'm gonna love this match without even knowing what the fucking outcome is and again they blew me out of the water obviously you guys as well but one line i couldn't stop laughing i was even laughing towards the end i could not get this out of my mind it was when aj Styles said does michelle know you're out this late oh my <laughs> god <laughs> If that wasn't the line of the weekend, I don't know what the fuck was. <laughs> that was fantastic. Loved it. 
I really liked um, towards the end um, when, and I can't remember the exact line he was saying. Was he? What was he saying? Um, lose like a man, or take your beating like a man, or something like that. He yeah, was just of course enough. Whispering it to AJ, but then you just hear AJ. So Undertaker goes, um, "Take your beating like a man," and you just hear AJ go, "No." <laughs> <laughs> that whole ending sequence where he's like, "Don't bury me," and Undertaker just strokes his hair lovingly, but like, yeah. "Anger." And then just, you know, kicks him into the grave anyway. It's uh, just all of that. There was ring race in there. There was fire. There was murder. It's just... <laughs> it's great. It was everything. It was it was like watching the Tiger King again without oh, cats. But, um, it's, but Undertaker looked fucking... Besties looked in years, right? There was not... It's the first time since, like, 2012... That I've looked at Undertaker and not gone, ah, oh, this is sad. Do you know what I mean? You know why yes. I think, too? It's, I hate to, no, no, not that I hate to say that, I will say it. The fucking manliner, he doesn't wear it when he's the badass. And the manliner makes him look old. Like, like you know what I mean? And then even the hat and the trench coat, he had his hair tied no, back. Hat, yeah, the yeah. bandana, the, the vest, like, he looks decent. And obviously with the lighting and everything, they could hide certain shit and whatever. But no, this is the best he's... And the shit-talking from Undertaker, the best. The fucking absolute best. Every time he'd do a move, he would say something to him, whisper in his ear, make him feel like shit. And and even with the addition of uh, Luke Allos and uh, Anderson coming in, that was good too. Even though it was sort of cheesy, you knew it was going to happen, but it was perfectly done. And oh, fantastic. Loved it. Loved it all. So all three of them are dead, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe they resurrect. Well, AJ was... Buried, so he's probably dead. Um, Gallows must be dead because he was um, he was left on the roof, right? right? And at the end of the match, before Taker drove off, he raised his arm, and then the fucking thing went up in flames. <gasps> so Gallows, Gallows is dead. <laughs> Good call. Yes, you're right. Gallows is dead. So maybe Anderson survives, and now they're going to do a spin-off show of him trying to get to the afterlife and bringing them back. Oh, amazing. <laughs> No, it was Gallows that got thrown off the roof, and it was Anderson that was stuck. Burning. Oh, it was the other way around. Anderson's littler, so it will burn up quicker. Nice. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I want, I want a Breaking Bad style movie of Anderson like coming to terms with life after the the burning match, and like just trying to. Try to I, cope with it. I want like Looney Tunes style where Anderson and Gallo show up on Raw with like the soot round their eyes <laughs> and the smoke and they just they shuffle onto the stage like why is no one called the police? <laughs> that bitch blew me up with some acne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But, yeah, but you know in true WWE style, they're just gonna probably have him off TV until this whole virus thing is over and done with, and then just bring him back and be like, hey, nothing happened, and then move on like always, right? What yeah. if that was like the subtle end to AJ Styles' career? Like, what if that was just it? Well, he did say in the past that he did want to start doing part time, and WWE said no. So maybe, hey, you never know. It's true. Maybe they came to terms to something, and now he's only doing some big shows every once in a while, and. And then Gallows and Anderson go move on and be with Balor now and start their stupid club, and there you go. New Undertaker, maybe, with AJ. Oh. Gets the hat, got the hair for it. There you go. Amazing. But I, I hope he wears the same, like, tre- like it's really oversized, because <laughs> AJ's so little, <laughs> like, sort of trailing along the floor and stuff. Like, looks like a little child who's dressed up for Halloween or something. <laughs> and, and it would be full circle, because he's already been uh, Ric Flair in TNA for a bit, so now it'll just be Undertaker in WWE, so just keep going. <laughs> there you so, go, perfect. And 
I do also kind of like the idea if that was Undertaker's last match, if he was happy with that and he just walks away because what a perfect Ooh. end to Undertaker's career to have the most theatrical match in That's WWE true. history as the most theatrical person and then just to ride off into the sunset. You can't write a better ending than that. Yeah, man. Okay. Final thing we see of Undertaker, him on the bike like that with the big fucking Undertaker logo behind. It's perfect. Yeah, Riding but- off, he's, he's redeemed himself for his past bad matches. Perfection ending. I know, and we'll talk about it soon. I think something else is going to happen, but you know he's still signed to do the Saudi Arabia show, so he's going to have to show up there and do something, right? So that's going to ruin it already there, and it's not like they're going to, unless, see, this is where they should be smart, but no, they actually need to see him there physically for an appearance, maybe that's why, but they should just do something like this and then air it during one of those Saudi Arabia shows and do that instead, that's right? True. And just have Undertaker matches strictly like this from now on, and that's it, once a year, I will not mind it. Would you show that to non-wrestling fans, that match? Ooh, that's hard. Because out of context, I don't know if that will hold up to someone who doesn't know, like, The Undertaker's past or even AJ, AJ Styles, like, match rate. Because obviously everyone knows that he's the new Mr. WrestleMania now, right, so to speak. So yep. it's like he's taking Sean's place. So people don't really know that story. So I don't know if you're going in like that. People would look at it as being good. But... If it's someone who dips in and out of wrestling, yes. To bring them back in and be like, oh, look, this is what's happened in the past five years. Because everyone knows who these names are, right? And be like, oh, okay, actually, I'll watch this. He's like, oh, that's right. Okay, no, this is cool. But for someone who's never watched it, no, I don't think it would hold on. I'd show them the final deletion before I'd show them this. Oh, I like that, yes. True. Because that's just... Because it's the same sort of thing, right? But it's got that added layer of, like, just silliness and comedy that this one didn't quite have in the same way. I think... True. Like Matt Hardy is just funny as fuck in um, in the final deletion, and that helps bring in non wrestling fans, right? That's true. Yeah, because yeah. they did try and make this more serious, even though there was, like I said, funny lines and little shit talking here and there. But it was more of a serious tone, even with the music. You know what I mean? So everything was more. I guess you know what this would have been perfect around Halloween. I think. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Well, I hope that they've learned that this works and that the I crowds are so into too. this kind of style and I hope we so. get a lot more of this. Well, and this is what WWE TV should really be moving forward. I don't think you should have any more empty arena matches. Have guys cut promos, not from their homes, because they're going to have backgrounds like how we have and you're going to see everything in the back. It's not going to look professional. But have them come into an actual studio, cut promos in a studio, even if it's on a green screen. I don't fucking care, like the old school 80s with their logo behind them. That's fine too. They could do that and then just have these sort of vignettes or sort of type matches where it's edited together and then the rest of the time just throw up some old matches from old pay-per-views to fill up the time and that's it. And then bite the bullet and once everything goes back to normal, start doing matches again. You know what I mean? Because I really do not like the empty arena matches anymore. It's At first, it was yeah. a good thing to watch and that first SmackDown was sort of unique. And I hate to say it, Triple H was amazing on on uh, color commentary even though a lot of people said he sucked. I Again, I'm a huge DX fan. So yeah. Exactly. That was old school Triple H at its finest, and I loved it. So it was good, but now it's. I think it's been overplayed. No more. Sorry. You guys tried. It's yeah. not working. Let's do something else. Yeah, the Performance Center apparently has this massive 360 view video wall Perfect. that they haven't used for God knows what reason. Um, and you're right, they just kind of need to do it. Because I'm different. I don't like them playing all pay-per-view matches. Because it's oh, like, why okay. would I watch an empty arena match and then watch... Because I'm reading the results. It's like, oh, Ronda Rousey lost to Becky Lynch? When the fuck did that happen? Right. And it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. I, I, I lean more towards the AEW side where they just... They consistently put out a full week's worth of programming instead mm. of one match followed by 
of Royal Rumble. It's just lazy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's true. If if you are gonna do it, AEW is doing it the right way, and then even have like some wrestlers in the audience. Because I think that interaction is perfect. Them just fucking breaking each other's balls and whatever. Like I, yeah. I, I like seeing that because you could tell everything is non-scripted and it's just them shooting the shit and going off the cuff, right? Exactly. By the way, how jacked is Billy Gunn's son? Right? Guy's, guy's a freak. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's going to fail that drug test. I was going to say, no drug testing in AEW. It's this nope. um, free-for-all. Well, not yet, <laughs> at least. We'll see what happens eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. WWE got away with it for 30 years, so... Yeah, exactly. They're good. Exactly. So this leads us in to... Not not that it's the best, because a lot of people are going back and forth between the Boneyard and this one, but the, I think this is the most talked about, the most unique, the most what-the-fuck moments ever in any WWE <laughs> segment, match, pay-per-view, I don't give a fuck, hands down, was the Firefly Funhouse match, which wasn't even really a match. <laughs> was it? No. It's... If you don't count it as a match, it might be my like outside of wrestling matches. It might be my favorite thing the WWE have, has ever done. I think so too, right? I think it was brilliant. It was just the whole. Um, did you read that thing I sent you earlier, Max? When they yes. were sort of yeah. so someone's written an, an article, Steve, okay. like basically um, deconstructing the Firefly Funhouse match sure. and just explaining sort of bits that you might have missed and um why each bit happened and it's just fucking brilliant it's just so the whole thing was just every single bit was about john cena's insecurities right yes and i I think i might have read this article or something close to it because yes it's true the same thing because someone was harping online that they're saying they love this they love that but they're like but why did john cena come out as nwo and then everyone was like that's because hogan turned but cena never did and now it's showing what would have happened if he did turn and whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So they were playing off of that, of what the audience wanted that they never got. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So people really didn't understand that. But it was like, no, if, if you follow John Cena's career and if you're into wrestling like how I was, because to me, I knew everything that was going on because I saw John Cena from nobody to like the ruthless aggression right. John Cena to what he is now. And obviously I lived live through the NWO. So I saw all that with Hogan happening too. You know what I mean? So everything of that going on. And it was just... So well done. Everything was so perfect. And oh my God. I, I See, this should have been 37 minutes long. Again, fuck you, Edge. You took, you took more time out of this. Edge is on you like, we're just going to blame him for everything wrong with WWE in the future. Um, but my fa- what, what was your favorite bit of the whole thing? Oh, it was... Okay, it was twofold. I, I'm going to cheat. It had to be because I'm a huge NWO mark. It had to be him coming out with NWO because obviously seeing him as an NWO, it's like, oh, this is something, not that it could have happened because NWO wasn't around, but it would have been cool to see a John Cena-esque type guy in the NWO or even him being a head of some sort of evil uh, stable, you know what I mean? And obviously the fucking jacked, cracked, muscled out John Cena doing those curls and I thought he was I thought smoke was going to come out of his ears or something. He just wouldn't stop and he's going like a maniac. I'm like, holy fuck. So those are my two favorite parts. Nice, Max. Uh, for me, it was because when they were doing the promos and the build up to it, I thought Cena was being like really fucking harsh. And there's that bit where he does, I'm going to put an end to what I should have done six years ago, the most overhyped, overappreciated, overproduced superstar in wrestling history. And the way they cut that with him, John Cena, and the sister Abigail, right. with those words echoing out that mm. John Cena was the most overhyped over, to me, that was just like. WE has never blown my mind for like a meta layered 
analogy yes, before. Right. That's something that's never happened. Of course. And then when they did that, I was like, holy shit, it's like a Twin <laughs> Peaks episode. Oh, <laughs> they outsmarted me. <laughs> right. That was awesome. So my I fucking yours, yeah. loved the yeah. um Doctor Ethogonomics bit. Okay. When John Cena is um rapping and insulting Bray Wyatt like he used to and and all he all he came up with in his rhymes, he said he was fat and he said that he sucks or so like that was it. That's all he could come up with. Right. And Bray Wyatt just coming back with completely with no character, just coming back saying Actually, John, I've worked really hard for everything I've got. I love that, dude. It's quite yes. hurtful, what you said. Just being completely, like, real. Yes. In, and that just completely made Cena look stupid, right? Completely yes. disarmed the whole gimmick side of stuff. Of course. And, like, I don't know, obviously, but it's, that seems to me, based on stuff he's done in the past, so something Bray Wyatt would have come up with, like, just so fucking... It was so powerful, just that that sort of realistic just response, you know, to someone being an over-the-top wrestler. It was, oh, it was fucking awesome. And, it was exactly, and, it, and it's also a play on turning the, it around and making John Cena the bully now because it's like, no, 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 you're not the superhero. You're actually the villain because it's like they say, if you live long enough, a, a hero ends up being a supervillain, right? So maybe yeah. that's what they're trying to tell too as well, right? And again, like Max said, so many fucking layers. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly, and and fair play to John. Like John Cena is a hero in my heart forever. To to agree to do this and just being like, yeah, let's completely dissect me psycholo- psychologically right. in front of thousands of people. Great. They even threw in a Nikki Bella line, and he was like, yeah, loved fine. it. I loved it. Even yeah. Bray humming the uh, fucking Nikki's entrance music. That was fantastic too. He just starts humming yeah. it. Like what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, that's Bella's entrance music. Okay. <laughs> That's it's fucking great. So great. Right, the, the point of wrestling, right? Like when you take it down, the bare bones of wrestling is to entertain you and for the wrestlers to come out of their matches um, looking better or having more respect than when they went in, right? right. And I think um, both of these matches, the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, all competitors did that. They entertained yes. us and we've all got a higher opinion of them of course. than we did before, right? So fucking... A plus, both of them. It was amazing. Yeah, they've completely undone the damage of Goldberg. Like Goldberg will just be forgotten chapter in in the story of yes. the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. It will just be no one's going to remember it because the story and the layers of what they're doing with Bray Wyatt of the undoing his past and yes. I know what you were going to talk about earlier, Steve, when yep. you're saying about one of the wrongs that Bray has to undo is yep. losing to the Undertaker as well. That's one of his. There's like two things left. He, He's got to do, and one of them is the Undertaker. Yep, and that's either that's what they're going to do next, or they're going to already do him against Braun, and then have that sort of feud from the from the Wyatt family days. You know what I mean? And then that's how he gets the title back, and then maybe it'll be maybe that's what it'll be. It'll be Undertaker versus Bray at an upcoming pay per view, and it'll be title versus career, and maybe that's how Undertaker rides off into the sunset. Yeah, maybe. Um, the, I, I just think the Fiend character is genius Bray Wyatt's a genius from a yes. from a character standpoint I also really like a tweet that Eric Bischoff put out where it was like they fired me in October and now I'm in the main event of Wrestlemania love it and let's just say right now that I was right by the way when we were trying to predict what was going to happen during Wrestlemania I said it was going to be The Fiend versus John Cena back in January so this is true this is true you could go back and check but out that I... episode if you don't believe me I remember. We <laughs> laughed at you. We and you did. 
Can you imagine telling us back in January what Mania was going to be like this year? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Whoever predicted that deserves to be a fucking the ruler of the earth, man. Seriously, let him figure out the problems and get us out of this problem then. <laughs> so, do you think... Well, I'll ask what I asked about the Boneyard match. Sure. Would you show the Fireflies Funhouse to a non-wrestling fan? No, you. This would absolutely no. They would. You have, you have to. You have to know a well, lot about. You know what? Maybe the of John Cena. I think. I would, would say they would have to make some kind of special concoction of acid, meth, and some kind of fucking mushrooms, and then maybe they'll know what's going on. But other than that, right. I don't think so. No. You mean a Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> So another question: Should they have postponed WrestleMania and done it in the big arena? Should this show have been in the big arena, held off, and not gone with the whole show must go on angle? No. What they should have done was the big major matches. Even though I'm glad they didn't, because then we wouldn't have gotten this. But the major matches they should have postponed, like how they did the Hall of Fame, where they might do it now and during SummerSlam, and then maybe do that at SummerSlam instead. You know what I mean? And then just have these sort of half decent matches and then that's it but the major storylines then no just leave it because yeah you need like especially the drew thing they should have weighed like i know it's hard again armchair quarterback as they say right we all know the answers after it happens but i don't know i think they did the right thing but in a perfect world i would have waited but again i i don't need the finance i don't see the financials either maybe they need that coming in too right so i don't fucking know who knows yeah it's hard i mean as you say we got two of the most memorable matches ever yeah. and it's probably made it one of the most memorable manias ever yeah i agree drew maybe should have done it, they could have done a promo is like it's my royal rumble contracts i'm choosing not to do it at mania i'm gonna postpone it that's true job done job done maybe just for the world title matches but i'm so happy that we got firefly funhouse and right. the boneyard match yeah. just made it completely exactly it did and yeah it saved the whole weekend i think and we already rated it before that it was a seven. And I think with this in it, it was a lot of people are even saying that this was one of their favorite WrestleManias, believe it or not. So it goes to show how strong these two matches were. And again, would have this worked if it was all on one night, right? Think about that factor. So that goes into it as well. It would have, it might even, I don't, I don't think it works. They're both so fucking good, but um, having two cinematic matches in one night might've felt like overkill and take, and one would have taken away from the other. Right. I think. Yeah, but do you yeah, know what? Do you know what I did after Firefly Funhouse, Steve? Mm. And this is something I never thought I'd do. Okay, I bought a fucking John Cena T-shirt. Fuck off! I know. What I color? Have, like, I have to know now. What color was it? Fuchsia. Oh, uh, it's 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 a retro one. It's okay. the uh, it's like a white ringer one with um, with the, the um, fingers, the word life fingers. Oh, okay, okay. So that so it's an old school one. So when yeah, he was actually cool, cool and decent. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, but I fucking enjoyed it. So just sort of going through that, enjoying Cena's career in such an abstract way. Do you know what I mean? It right. was like, fuck it. Like, I think I might be a Cena fan. And I sort of, yeah. like it or not, he's been the top guy through the majority of my wrestling fandom. Like, I grew up with John Cena on top, right? And I hate to say it. No, not that I hate to say it. Fuck it. He deserves it. And I'm I'm tipping my hat off because everyone's always like, oh, who's the greatest of all time? Hogan or is it Flair or is it Austin? It's fucking John Cena. I'm sorry. From start to finish, the 16 world titles, like, you know, you know, he's going to break that record eventually. They're, they're going to have to do unless Cena absolutely respects Flair that much and says no every time. Because, again, you don't know what happens behind the scenes. But I think he is the face. Like, I know he didn't sell as much merch as these other guys and he did it. 
people forget he carried this company on their back when literally no one was watching. Like all these other guys had supporting casts around them. Like Flair had the Horsemen, had all those pure wrestlers back in the NWA days, even WCW, NWO even helping him out too, all that shit. Same thing with Austin in the Attitude Era, all those great characters, The Rock to play with. Who the fuck did John Cena have? You know Yo, what I mean? Bitch. People, do, do, if, <laughs> Exactly my point. He had nobody. <laughs> so, you know, and I love the parallel of Cena. And because the person I compare him to most is Hogan, but the opposite. Because Hogan started off as a baby and then he went. And then I hated original Hogan. I loved Hollywood Hogan. I loved Thugonomics Cena, fucking badass Cena. I hate, I love everybody Cena, work hard Cena. You know what I mean? So it's almost like the complete yeah. opposite. And I love how, and as, uh, they should have turned him, but I'm glad they didn't. You know what I mean? I'm glad that he just stayed faced this whole run, and I hope he stays, and they should not turn him ever now. Now it's too late. I hope they do it with Reigns eventually, yeah. but Cena now, no. This is perfect. Let him ride off into the sunset eventually, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's too late to turn Cena. Yeah. And as Jesse said, he is the embodiment of what we grew up with. We saw him debut, and we saw him right. die in the Firefly Funhouse. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> On sixteen-year career that we watched of like a man's life, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So it's no shame of being a Cena fan. Like when he came back and he kind of he knew his role as the veteran of the business, and he started doing the U.S. Open challenges and putting yes. people over, and he knew his role now. He he wasn't the top guy, um, and yeah, he is just that kind of guy, and he's he's not trying to put himself on top. He's not Triple H, basically. Yeah. It's true. He's not. So then that's the other thing I enjoy. It's just that he's sort of a hypocrite because that whole thing he did with The Rock leaving and becoming a Hollywood star is sort of what he's doing now, even though he is coming back. But, you know, you're doing the exact same thing. And I'm sure if everyone's in that position, they do the exact same thing. Reigns is going to end up eventually doing it. Like it just ends up happening. If you're that good and you're the top guy of WWE, you're just going to go off and do other stuff. It's 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 going to happen. Like you, you can't put a glass ceiling as they say in wrestling right on people like that yeah it doesn't last forever no exactly all the films Jason Momoa turns down Reigns will be right there to um, do them (laughs) this is true this is true you are right jumping back jumping back to the Boneyard match as well so um, so right this is why so I think we've done these in the right order I think Firefly Funhouse is absolutely the number one okay um, because because there's nothing I would change there's no, no way to improve it I think it's perfect um, Boneyard match, we've already talked about if they'd used Rolling by Limbiscuit, that would have made it better. Yep. And also, um, when we saw AJ's hand coming out after he was buried, when it was just poking out of yes. the dirt, um, the only... It, it would have been so much better if it was either a too sweet, if it was just in the... Yes! In the, <laughs> if it was that, or if it was just flipping the bird. Like, either of them would have been fucking brilliant, right? <laughs> Well, how about if it was a too sweet, and then you saw a hand come across, and then it pans up, and it's Finn Balor? <laughs> See, WWE, my DMs are open. If you want more suggestions, just slide on in. They're gold. They're gold. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, how about this? We got a little time to burn. We're just a little over an hour. You guys want to do a dumbass of the week? I, mean, I don't think I've ever done a dumbass of the week with you guys. You've done one with me without Jesse. Well, so I'm ready to go. His whole life is a dumbass of the week, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you leave that child of this. <laughs> okay, so I tried to grab something that's from the UK. So maybe you guys could relate to this, or maybe you could talk about why a person would do something this idiotic. 
But, okay, what's the weirdest thing you guys eat or like to eat that no one else likes to eat? How about that? Personally, because um, Jesse's a vegetarian, so everything. You mean, you, mean as, you mean as British people or us? No, you as- individually. No, it doesn't have to be British. Whatever you like, if you like to put fucking gravy on fucking pickles or something, whatever your jam is that no one else has, what's your thing? Um, I like pasta on toast. The oh, fuck, you're a serial killer, my friend. Well, who the fuck does that? <laughs> well, it started as so when I left home, the two things I could make was pasta and toast. Okay. Right? So <laughs> just put that together. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just thing. eat them individually? No, it was nice, and the toast would sort of go nice and soggy. Sometimes oh, you grate cheese on top for a special occasion. I used to live with Jesse, and I can confirm all of this is true. <laughs> I had to cook for him for, like, however long we lived together, okay. because I'd come in, and you would just have, like, frozen mints burning in a pan with just pasta and no water. Wow. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? I think you did it deliberately, so I'd cook. Wow. I did. It looked like, it looked like dog food. Oh, it's horrendous. Oh, my God. All right, Max, you're up. I don't know if you could top that. I, I can't, because I respect food too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything horrendous to my food. I also really like salty, like salt, and cho- yeah, uh, like salt and chocolate mixed together. Okay, right? yeah. So I know that's a thing. So yeah, like it is salted a thing. chocolate and like <laughs> chocolate pretzels and stuff. But you can't always get them over here. So I find myself like stuffing really salty crisps and then whacking some chocolate in my mouth at the what? same time. Stuff. Just to get that salty chocolate taste. You know, there's another way of doing that too, right? Go on. <laughs> it's called the salty chocolate. You insert your penis in a chick's ass. You come in it. Hopefully, she has some ass residue in there and shit. And then you pull oh, out okay. and it's salty and, and chocolatey. But then I need to remove a rib to get down there myself, no? No, no, no. You have her scoop it off your dick and she feeds it to you. Oh, I see. Sorry, I didn't realize this was a tag team effort. <laughs> it's always tag team when it comes to fucking. What's wrong with you? You're doing it wrong then, man. You're doing it wrong. Right, cool. Well, I know what it's still early, and I've got time to do this. <laughs> so there you go. You can try out the, the salty chocolate, people. Since everyone's in quarantine, something to look forward to. There we go. I'm trying to think of mine. I Again, I'm pretty normal because I'm not a real food person, so I stay away from anything that's disgusting. But there are some Portuguese dishes that are sort of out there. And the only thing I could really think of when I bring this up, and it grosses out everyone, is I really enjoy pig fat sausage soup. Pig fat sausage soup. <laughs> yes. How do you... Um... <laughs> He's so confused. <laughs> section. He's so confused. Every word is disgusting. Um, <laughs> so you know what a sausage is, obviously, right? I am aware. Okay, so instead of the whole, I guess, pig being in there, they only grind up the fat that's around the muscle of a pig, and then they <laughs> stuff it in a sausage. I'm just picturing you, like, wringing out a sausage. And then you tie off the, the twisties at the end to tie it off. <laughs> So you put that and then you, you boil it in water and then you poke holes in it so then the fat seeps out slowly and then you get a broth from it. And then you could add whatever you want. You could add pasta to it. You could add potatoes to it, rice, whatever to fill up, I guess, to make it an actual hearty meal. So that's And then you put cabbage and it 
to me, it's fantastic. But for some people, they just can't get that past. That sounds pretty good. The I'm listening to that. No, it, <laughs> sounds, like, yeah. it, it sounds unbiblical. But, um, but, you, but you preface this by saying it's Portuguese, right? Yes. So if we say we hate it, we're actually being racist. Well, I guess. So yeah, fine. but you are European. So you could be racist against your own kind. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> no, we are. Like, no, yeah. Our country hasn't physically moved, Max. <laughs> like, we're still... You're not your own continent. Still... You still belong. No. Like On a map, it still shows Europe and England's still part of Europe. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, we're still we're gonna be... I'm, I'm still proud to be European. Well, they're just going to take a hacksaw to the country. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah. All right, um, so let's go to the dumbass of the week. Oh, okay, how about this one? Do you guys like to eat like day old food, like leftovers and stuff? Because I'm not a big fan of it. I hate uh, leftovers. Yeah, huge fan. Takeovers. Um, takeovers. Mama Ronaldo. Mama Mia. I'm still in wrestle mode. Um, like Chinese takeaways and stuff taste better heated up in the microwave the next day. And takeaway pizzas and everything. Oh, I no. made chili three days ago and I'm still eating it. Oh, there you go. My God, I can't. Okay, so maybe you guys are into this, and maybe this is why it happens in England. So, this was a thing. It was on YouTube. You could probably Google it and see. There was a man. It doesn't say what's, what part of England he's from. It just says, oh, no, here he goes. From South Yorkshire is where South he's Yorkshire. from. Yorkshire. We say Shire. Sorry. Do just, you? Just like you how, actually, another thing i got to touch base with. What? Okay. What is a person who sexually abuses a child? What do you guys call that? Jesse. Fuck's sakes. I'm done. That's the show, guys. Tune in next week. We can't end on a higher note than that. Uh, what I'd is it, Jesse? Your hand if I wasn't going to get corona from it. Um, so, what yeah, is it? I know what you're going to say. So, we say pedophile and you say pedophile, right? Yes. This is not someone who works for PETA. It's not someone that eats PETAs. It's a pedophile, not a pedophile. A pedo. Right. Like, do you not say? Do you not have like? So we call pedophiles pedo for slang, right? Oh. We, we had to. We got so many of them. We had to shorten the word. Shit. And, <laughs> and, uh, but you don't. You don't say that, right? You don't say like pedo or anything. No, like that. we always say the full word pedophile. Yes, full word. No pedo. So we okay. say Yorkshire. Okay. So there, there's yeah, a difference. But and you, you say Birmingham as well, don't you? Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. <laughs> I don't think we can win this argument for how lazy the English language has gotten. No, okay, yeah, this, we're going down a rabbit hole now. Okay, how about this? We'll say you guys win because your English is the original one, so that's it, done. How about that? We own you. Steve was saying before you came, um, before you came on Air Max, um, before we started, that the Queen um, still did like her little speech to the Canadians as well. So we still have like weird ownership over them. Yeah, which means they, they like to pretend they put it on the money, and yeah. you know what. Canada does the most bullshit stuff where they celebrate more holidays about the monarchy. Yes. Birth. In BC, they I don't know if it's across Canada, but they it celebrate is. Victoria Day. Yeah, we do. You get a day off for celebrating Queen Victoria. That's actually coming so up. That's usually at, it's the second last or, no, it's the third last Monday of May is Victoria Day. Here. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. So I've heard of Victoria Day. I had no idea I had anything to do with... I just assumed it was a Canadian thing to okay. do with Victoria the place in Canada. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was the city I lived in. For, yeah, for yeah, like yeah. two years, I was like, oh, great, I'm celebrating my city. <laughs> turns out, wasn't right. Hey, we'll take it because it gives us a day off and we get to shoot fireworks, so... 
Yeah. All I want to know is that as we kind of owe Canada, does that mean we can legally put Steve in a Mandingo fight? <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes. <laughs> Good. Right. As long as I as long point. as I get a percentage of the gate, you can do whatever the fuck you want, my friend. You ain't gonna survive. <laughs> this was meant to be a short segment, Jesse. It was. Sorry. This is the longest the dumbass of the week ever. <laughs> I know why. Because we have an Edge fan. That's why it ties all together. Goes on forever. <laughs> right now, we just got to the back where all the tractor trailers are. So we, we just finished in, in in the weight room. So we're, we're proceeding on to the next part. <laughs> we just finished the section. Okay. So, anyways, about day old food. Sure. Okay. Perfect. So this man in England in South Yorkshire, <laughs> he buried for some reason a Big Mac for fourteen months. Decided to unbury it. And eat it. Okay. His motivation. It was just some, you know, how they have those challenges. So it's like the fucking one year food challenge. He called it or something. And now he's going to tag someone else, and then they're going to have to do it. So I don't. It's one of those stupid things. You know what I mean? That's a long fucking challenge. This is how the coronavirus started. This sort of stupid shit. Right. So apparently he ate it, and he filmed his reaction, and it's online. Everyone could see it, and he. I don't think he really puked it up. He ate it all. He took it all down. He said he never got sick from it, and. That he would do it again. So that says a lot about McDonald's food. Well, it, well, everyone it saw that says picture. A lot about the north of England. It <laughs> does. Me, Jesse, from the south of England. So uh, we we have no ownership of those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's seen that picture online of that decomposed, well, sort of decomposed Big Mac, but it really didn't decompose after a year, right? So it's quite scary that it hasn't decomposed. Like you say, Max. Like it says a lot about the quality of McDonald's food, um, but. It's yeah, he, he is a dumbass. You're right. Um, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed this news has reached you, but not us. <laughs> Again, that's because you own us, so we get all the news first. Like I said, the Queen addressed us. She probably didn't even address you guys. She was worried. She's like, Canadians, stay home. Please stay safe. Everyone supporting you guys. It's like, yeah, we got the Queen's back. <laughs> yeah, she just she, she told us to go out and all cuddle each other. <laughs> Basically, Jesse, Canadian news is just a news reporter, and they just talk about what us idiots are doing over the pond. They're like, you never guess what they did today. <laughs> this guy buried a big bag in his back garden. <laughs> Digs it up and eats it. And then they just... Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the dumbass of the week. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Thanks for giving it a British flavour. I appreciate that. I always try. I always try. So... On that note, plug your shit. Where can people find you? Upcoming episodes or episodes that just passed? Your Twitters, your Instagrams, websites. I don't care. Fans only account if you have one. Go for it. Jesse said he was going to get an OnlyFans account because he realized he can make a lot of money. But uh, he's got gnarly feet and his body ain't exactly rocking. Mm. No, and also, like I, I thought about it. and it, I, like, I've got um, tattoos that sort of give away who I am as well. So I can't uh... even... Whack a balclava yeah. on and just he's got that way. Joe Exotic over his cock. Yeah. So can... <laughs> <laughs> Never works. Well, have um, <laughs> You can find us, uh, Gone Till Five, everywhere. Uh, our new episode just came out. It's all about uh, true crime, Netflix documentaries. We've got another episode coming up in a week and a half. I don't remember when we recorded now. And yeah. we have oh, a... Gone Till Five on Thursday. Yeah, we're doing an episode of Game Till 5. Steve just did an episode of Game Till 5. Yeah, maybe we should How plug that? that. Yeah, maybe we should talk about that for a bit. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was cool. 
Because of a, a fan-submitted question by Max, I got cut off by the Canadian government because Justin Trudeau was listening, and he asked a question about Justin Trudeau that wasn't too good, and then I got <laughs> cut off. So we go listen. And we also talk about uh, aliens with uh, two penises and women with three breasts. So it was all good fun. Standard Game to 5 stuff. It was Standard Game to 5. And plus, I'm still looking online for that sex video, Max, because apparently you're into some funky shit of cosplaying and putting it online. So, Hell yes, I am. <laughs> sort of brother out so, <laughs> so we could do a cosplay only fans together max oh yeah of course you and me there you go dressed as joey Zotto's husbands the look in your eyes right now is scary <laughs> that's because he's serious i know i've seen that look before it's how we started a podcast so um, yes go check out game so, top yeah, five the, please it was a great old time and can't wait to do it again with, with those fine ladies Exactly. Me and Jesse are going to be on this Thursday, which will be released on the Monday, talking about uh, Star... No, not Star Animal Crossing. Uh, it's an Animal Crossing Animal special. Crossing. With, uh, with the four of us, so that'll be a, a good laugh. Nothing will get done productively. Uh, but check out our last episode, all about Netflix true crime. You lot love true crime. We have a new website design, which Jesse had no idea about until today. Of course. No, it looks nice, though. It's orange. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Do you want to plug it? <laughs> uh, got, uh, uh, got what a it's professional! Search orange. <laughs> orange. I don't know how the internet works. I just shout. Um, so yeah, got till five dot com till with two hours, which is correct grammatically apparently. Uh, got till five dot com. Perfect. And thank you to Steve for having us on once again. This is one of my four highlights of the year. The rest is all darkness and misery. I know, it's true. We'll see what the next one comes up with. We'll see if uh, SummerSlam is back to normal, hopefully. But looking at it as the way it is, maybe not. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we could at least talk about something. I'm sure we will find. We could all be dead by then. Uh, no, that is true, too. So this might be the last time we talk. So, hey, who knows? <laughs> well, for, strong, for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finger Styles. Follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of the show, listen to the fine sponsors. Please go so- support them because if it helps them out, it helps me out. Go to the, my merchandise store at tpublic.com. Scroll down on the device, click on the link there. It helps me out very much. That goes directly in my pocket. And obviously, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. even is that <laughs> that's kofi kofi kingston oh. i was gonna say coco beware <laughs> yeah i was gonna say coco beware right because it does look like coco. I, don't, I don't see color like you racist oh name. you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well i guess on that note since we're all a bunch of racist people under quarantine and maybe that's why this is what's going on <laughs> who's he gra- okay yes grab someone else who's better who's this what the fuck is that that is a um, teddy bear with human teeth. So, See, Steve, I'm going to get called into court, and then you're <laughs> going to get called into court. So, share a hotel, I don't know. He's adorable. If you think that's adorable, oh my God, I would be so scared to venture into your head, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, he's Max, he's Jesse, I'm Steve, this is the podcast, peace. Peace.